This is the Riot Squadcast, a supporter-driven show dedicated to L.A. Galaxy news, information, and opinions. Here's your hosts, Ed Rodriguez and Chris Zero Cool Tucker. Welcome to the Riot Squadcast. My name is Ed Rodriguez, and I am joined every week by my best friend, Chris Zero Cool Tucker. Chris, how you doing today? Great. How are you doing, Ed? <laughs> I didn't ask you how you were doing. I said, what's going on? Uh, nothing, man. I should have um, make it more easier so you, you didn't have to lie and say you're not tired. I'll be honest. like For people who listen on Tuesday or who watch on YouTube, like you know, we're, I get home at like 1.30 in the morning from recording this. I'm going to bed as soon as this is over, and it's like nine o'clock. I'm I'm done. I'm all done. I'm all done with the day. I'm all done with the week. You ready for How the you? memes? <laughs> What's up? So you ready for the memes? I'm done, man. I'm all finished. I'm gonna lay in bed and read a comic book and then fall asleep. That sounds pretty good. It's not bad. It's a decent life. And Benjamin, as always, producer Ben is on the Zoom call with us. How you doing, sir? I'm having about as good a day as the galaxy, man. Or good as, as good a week, I should say. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like the- <laughs> Well, no, no. So, obviously, the debacle on Tuesday, the nightmare that was both the live broadcast and the audio getting messed up. And now this, the broadcast is fine, but if you're listening to this on the podcast tomorrow, sorry you missed Ed's Welcome to the Riot Squadcast. Oh, so, they, didn't, they didn't miss anything. It's cool. It, it, sounds, it sounds like it did on Tuesday. How about, how about Ben, you just record like, hey, you're going to miss the first five seconds. Here's the <laughs> intro now. Here's the- I, met, I screwed up. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll record the open for the, yeah, for the people tomorrow. And I'll, I'll do my best. Ed, welcome to the Rise Squad. I'll do my best. Or, Ed, okay, just say it now, and then we'll just, I'll just cut it. I'll just cut it? Okay, I'm just cool. fucking with you. Yeah. We'll, do, we'll do it after. We'll do a, we'll do a second take. But in post. Yeah. You're, you okay with that, Chris? We'll just re- record the whole episode? I don't care. I don't care what you do. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. All right, let's get into it. Uh, the Galaxy draw 1-1 against the Houston Dynamo. Um, Last-minute penalty from Pavone gets a point in the tournament. I, I mean, I guess it, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, okay, cool. Again, just just awful. Just awful. It's just, just plain, plain bad. Of all, the, of all the players, who was the worst for you guys tonight? Uh, I didn't really care for. I mean, look. Uh, well, I guess this, let's let's set up the scenario couple, first. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. That's like I like yeah. to leave you guys the easier ones. Let's let's set up with a scenario because the Galaxy had it all in their own hands, right? We talked about it on Tuesday. Yeah, um, I mean, come on. I, I mean, yeah, we had it in our own hands, but we made this decision. We decided eight months ago we weren't gonna we weren't progressing out of this tournament when we didn't sign a backup striker. So those the scenario was we had to win by three goals to advance in the tournament, <laughs> and we can't use Lawton. We weren't allowed to fly him in. Yeah, not on a not on a one day loan. No, that that didn't work. Um, so three, we had to win by three, and you know even Houston was still fighting for a spot too. So you know thinking that both teams were going to come out and maybe leave it a little uh, leave it leave it a little open, and I mean the Galaxy did have majority of the possession. Um, Zubac, for all he he tried. Oh man, he tried. He he, my man tried. But my goodness, what does that mean? What do you mean he tried? 
he tried his best, and it's it's the it's the most polite it's the most polite way I can I can it's the most polite way I can put him being not up to it and and not at the level that that we need as 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 a striker in MLS for sure. For sure. You know, Rob Friend tried his best. Yep. Samwell tried his best. Alvaro Perez tried his best. Just bless their for the hearts, people man. in the in the pantheon that Zubac is now joining. Uh, there's a lot of people who tried their best. I like him. He's still my boy, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been, there's been plenty of players that we've liked, and they've just not been very good players. I mean, it just it just happens. Almost almost every youth player I've ever liked has turned out to be terrible. All your all your Bowen, man crushes. Tristan, yeah, Tristan Bowen. Yeah, uh, Israel Cisse was not a man crush, but I, I was very hopeful for him. Uh, he turned out to be pretty useless. McBean, I'm not going to call useless, but definitely didn't work out. Um, Justin Dillon. Is he, hey, my man's thriving in Seattle. I just needed to change the scenery. You mean MLS Cup winning, Justin Dillon? <sighs> Respect to my man's name. Yeah, put uh, it on his name, sir. But Zubac, hey, this was this was it, man. Bro, I went to bad for you like two days ago. <laughs> I had a whole thing like two days ago about you know you getting your minutes and you showed them well, you know you showed them why they started Dunbar like you yeah them why they started going wild. Talk, talk go ahead. Is he still your bay? Of course, but I, that's the thing. It's it's like AJ. I like Ethan Zubak as as a as a person, like as a as a young man. I like Ethan Zubak. He's a good kid. Um, like Justin Dillon, I like Justin Dillon as a young man. It doesn't really, yeah. Who, who else could play for Seattle that I would like, besides like oh, the kid I you know I spotted playing a long time ago. Um, so yeah, I still I still like Ethan. But we talked we we discussed this going into the tournament about youth players getting minutes. And one of the big things being your ability to take advantage of those minutes. Um, as rare as they're going to come, especially if you're the backup striker to the highest paid player in the history of the team. Um, maybe even the league, but definitely the team. Uh, shut your mouth. Uh, my phone, my watch is talking back to me. Um, but if, if you're the backup to the most expensive signing in the history of the team, your minutes are going to come very few and far between. Like you were, ostensibly, you were the backup for Zlatan last year. You got to see how difficult those minutes were to, uh, were to come by, even for a 38-year-old who was the big money forward. When you when you get those moments, you've got to maximize on them. Dunbar maximized on his minutes. Gordon Wilde maximized on his minutes. Um, Harvey didn't have a lot of time, but but you know, it didn't get drastically worse when he came in. Uh, I would say Triori probably maximized on his minutes today. Um, wasn't outstanding, but showed that he was at least capable and someone who could fill in for that spot if Insua, you know, is, is kind of screwing up. Uh, Depew maximized on his minutes. I thought he was he was strong overall in the game. Wasn't no one was really amazing, but for what he was and what I'm expecting out of him, I thought he did well. Um, but the ability to take advantage of the minutes you're getting in the field, I didn't think. Zubac did obviously pretty, you know, pretty poor showing. Um, and I didn't think Araujo was very good. Uh, so you have these two younger kids that are getting their opportunity and getting their chance and not really maximizing on those minutes. You know, th- those are, those are two guys, especially with Julian who were, were, we seem to be playing more predominantly a right wing. So you forgive him a little bit, but whenever he can get on the field, it needs to be as sharp as possible because it, it, it doesn't happen often. Um, and Zub- so why, go ahead. Why do you think the guys like Dunbar and Wild saw no minutes after the first game? I don't know, man. I, I don't understand. Um, 
I don't understand GBS at all. Well, Wild saw minutes against against LAFC, didn't he? Oh, a couple. Tripping? I mean, yeah, I think I he think saw so, some yeah. sub minutes against LAFC, but I mean, but, but in a game not where, substantial. Yeah, in a game where where Zubac looked gassed by like the 65th minute. I mean, I, you, I thought they kept him in because they took him all the way to Florida. They put him in this coronavirus situation, and then they didn't play him a minute. You know what I mean? So you're a little more reluctant to take him off. You want to you want to make it kind of count. Um, but if you're if you're just trying to win, he should have been yanked off at about the 60th, 65th. If you're if you're just watching him for for exhaustion and getting tired, but definitely by the end of the game, he had he had nothing. The chance he misses at the end that's going to get referenced a lot and, and brought up a lot. And as soon as I get a file a, a copy of the game, I will I will cut a clip of it and, and post it out. But the moment that that he's probably going to be most remembered for uh, was due to him simply being gassed. And maybe he would be a little closer to match fitness if he got some of those, those junk minutes in the LAFC game or in the Portland game, but you know, it is what it is. The, the, the coaching and the substitutions are, you know, that, that is a situation unto itself. Yeah. Cause it, it seems kind of odd that in, in a game where you need multiple goals, why do you not bring in these kids who, who are going to run at these defenders, especially after like the 70, 70th minute, you know, already these guys are going to be on tired legs. You have Dunbar or Gordon Wild run at them and 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 show something because they they showed they they showed they they can you know at least be threats. Mm-hmm. And so it just seems so strange to me that Dunbar sees no minutes after that first game. I was surprised Dunbar didn't see anything after the first one, given how how I mean he was one of uh, maybe two or three overall positives over three matches. Yeah. Like, if you, if you go through all the games, certainly the LFC game, there's nothing in it, really. Um, if you look at the few bright spots, it was like Kleschett in the first game, Dunbar in the first game. Triori was okay tonight. Uh, Pavone, you, you want to say up and down, but really, he was, he was better than average. You just expect him to regularly be exceptional. Yeah, no, Rojo was definitely better tonight than he was against LAFC, for sure. Sure. I mean, every, everyone everyone who played against LAFC played better tonight. Yeah. Uh, and Sua was, was better tonight, obviously, than he probably has been. You, you, you could argue it's one of his best games, which is... Which fucking, is telling, because he, he, yeah. he was still not great tonight either. Um, yeah, but how much, how much of that is the fact that it was Houston? It wasn't Portland or, or Chivas. For, I mean, for Insua? Yeah, I, I mean, the, the caliber that he was playing against was definitely down from either Portland. I go, you know what? I, I go more positive, and I say because he's not playing next to Giancarlo, he had a good game. Like, it's what we asked for on Tuesday. We want to see what Insua looks like if he's not actively covering for this other guy. And and we, we got that situation. Nick Dupuis started. Um, and, and so you have a shift, and now he's got a, a new defensive partner, and he played better. Uh, you want him to play better with the big money guy, but that that, you know, that may not be – uh, a realistic expectation at this point. We'll, you know, we'll see. It's so early. Yeah, I mean, it's and and let's talk about that goal. Um, what was going on with Bingham? Not even just just stuck on the that's ground. It. That's that's it. That's but that's it. You that's, can't, that's, you the, can't, that's you can't uh, even you can't even say like, hey, it was in the top corner. It was a perfect oh, place kick. It's not, a, it's not an amazing no. free kick. It, he could have if he stuck his hand out. He could have probably touched the ball. It's he. he it's positioned, if, from what I remember, I haven't re-seen it since, 
uh, I saw the, the live goal and I called him. I said, Jonas will tell you, I called it where as the free kick is standing up, I was like, they're going to put this in. And he was like, really? I was like, yeah, our keeper's terrible. <laughs> He's going to put this in. Uh, and then of Jinx, course it's, it's, it's directly, did I, or did I read the room? <laughs> did, I, did I just read the room? I feel yeah. like I read, I read the room. Um, he, he's bad. I mean, there was, there was no excuse for that. Nothing. Like you said, I mean, I don't know if it's caught flat footed or trying to guess the wrong way, but I mean, that was, that was terrible. That was Cudicini bad. He no just, part, he just no didn't part seem of him like he was, was going to go to that side. Yeah. yeah he just didn't seem prepared for it at yeah. all. Like, and he literally just flat footed, stuck in the grass, like didn't even, attempt at it it just it was sad he got just caught cheating sad. he knew he knew where he was going to jump if and when he was going to jump before the ball was hit and it it didn't i mean that's you know kudos to to the houston player it was it was uh, even fun. i think it was quintero that scored the goal right yeah oh, my 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 minnesota united bay kept, kept yeah. me alive in that tournament but i mean even like the uh the commentators were like did it it must have hit it must have took a deflection or something and yeah. it's like no it's trash man <laughs> no, man he's just, he's just bad he's just he's just really bad and they they did the they did the zoom in on his face which was kind of hard they did the like as he's just stuck there and then looks down at the ground and then you know looks up at the camera it's yeah it it is he's he is david bingham man he's still <laughs> david bingham on his best day he's still david bingham you know so he, you know, you see how you know GBS changed up a little bit, putting in uh, Depew, and uh, and so why would why would he not take a chance on 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 someone like um, taking out Robin or taking out uh, Bingham and switching him with somebody like what what's what's the what's the point of keeping him in there? He he had Lopez on the bench. That that could be why. I mean, did they bring Von Stieg? Talk they did. Von Stieg, this first game, Von Stieg wasn't on the bench, so I'm yeah. assuming he's. You can expect him. Uh, starting between the six for for the next G two game because he wasn't he wasn't anywhere in the roster tonight. Yeah. To answer the question, like typically historically, goalkeepers a little more heady, a little little more up in the mind, a little stranger. You hello, could do hello, some cray cray. Yeah, you could you could do some some lasting professional damage if you're not planning on flipping Bingham. I think if if you're done, you're, you know what does it really matter? Start your youth kid, see what he can do. But if you're planning on keeping him, you may genuinely unnerve him to be like, "Hey, we're pulling you for, and we're pulling you for a six-two game against a rival that isn't of all the people whose fault it is. You're on the list, but you're really not all that high." I mean, they do it. They do it in hockey all the time, right? You, you get six passing, like that, I, that's a different. That's a different story. That's though. a different. Hockey, you're expected, you're game, expected yeah. to play your backup about thirty percent of the time. But I was okay. gonna say, Tuck, yeah, your you backup's a, gonna play a decent amount of games. Yeah, but couldn't he have gotten around that by playing the kids, like what we talked about on Tuesday? Play the well, kids, it's a, it's and he could have gotten around that whole psychological thing with the goalie, with with Bingham losing confidence or whatever for being pulled by saying, "Hey, we're playing the kids," like a cup well, game, at, a cup game. You look at all three games. Look at all three games individually, and then look at look at the tournament as a whole as a package in all three games we have this weird um mixture of playing the kids and taking it kind of seriously and then genuinely going for it we expect to win it in the first game you get dunbar playing his first minutes ever you know it's an 18 year old kid getting his his first minutes as a first teamer is in the very first match as a starter so you have a you have a, you have a mixture kind of going for kind of in the next game, you have Julian Araujo as as your your young, promising defensive player. Can play a little bit on the wing, but definitely a, more of a defensive asset. 
um, and you go with Julia and you're, you're again, you're mixing kind of a first team, kind of a, of a starting 11, but you would think if the galaxy were fully fit and fully healthy and had a full roster, Julian Araujo doesn't play. If, if the galaxy is fully fit and, and, um, uh, uh, fully fit and fully healthy and has everyone, Cameron Dunbar probably doesn't play. And then you, we look into this third game, and obviously you see way more of a, of a mixture. you got Zubac playing. Efren Alvarez is finally starting. Uh, uh, Julian Araujo starting again. Uh, Didi Traore gets to come in. You're seeing, more again, more of a mixture of this, this young talent coming in. But the overall story of the three games together is a mixture of the first team and the quote-unquote G2 backup. Now you see the answer to your question, Ed, from a couple weeks ago. Why didn't we play the first team versus the Galaxy 2? You would have a first solid 11, your main guys, and you would have first solid 11 of Galaxy 2, their top guys who everyone's comfortable playing with. Well, the reason you play a blue and white instead of a one and two, you're going to need some, we'll say rotation really, but you're going to need this mixture of mm-hmm. this youth player. That that was the mentality going in, and, and that's why we saw that that mixed match, you know? Yeah. It makes sense now why, why they would do that in the, in the preseason game that mm-hmm. or preseason, I mean, pre-tournament game. <laughs> yeah. Pre-tournament to the quote unquote preseason tournament. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible to think like we did see guys like Dunbar and wild. Uh, I mean, Cuello got more minutes than I, I, I probably would have liked. Um, oh, he did. Okay. He though. I mean, overall, Oh, I look. He said my favorite. I mean, I understand. Like, you have to play. You you only have so many guys. Like, and he's he's a GBS guy. Like, sure. he's he's definitely a GBS guy now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't understand. Efrain gets like so little minutes, and, and it seems like he would have been a, a player to maybe come off and and impact a game for you. I mean, especially you know this game where I mean he came on. I mean, pretty late. I, I'm trying to find. When he came on for Quail, yeah, I don't remember. It was it was, I think uh, first sub came in the seventy seventh. Okay, and he came on for Corona. Okay, that's attacking substitution. Yeah, I mean thirteen minutes, not a ton of time. Especially you know, like when we were saying when you need when you need like four goals. We need a ton to, of goals. <laughs> but look, if talking speaking of Emil Quail, we can go through if you like quickly uh, how everyone did in the tournament, person by person. But like. You think, you think about Emil Cuello and how Emil Cuello did. I think, you know, we can leave uh, our overall impressions for Tuesday. Fair, so fair This enough. is like a quick one, yeah. You think about what Emil Cuello did in this tournament. Emil Cuello made $71,000 last year. Sebastian Legett received a new contract for at least $530,000 because he's a TAM player. So let me ask you again. Do you think Emil Cuello was decent in this tournament? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're comparing to, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. If you're comparing yeah, to the sure. guy who played every single game, who makes six times what Emil Cuello does, and no one can really understand what he does. And the beauty, the beauty of my men. This game, was the, this game was the icing on the cake. This was like, somehow, he got worse from LAFC. Oh, it just got progressively worse. And, and that, shot, that was, shot that he took where he was like on top of the box. Awful. Awful. Where awful it almost match. it almost resulted in a throw-in. Like that's how bad the shot was. It's becoming regular though. I'm 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 hope again, I'm I'm still giving a pass to a lot of guys because it's it's the COVID cup. It's there's there's a lot of extenuating circumstances going on. There's gonna be a lot of eyes on Sebastian Legette, and that's a that's a big contract we just took on at the top of the year that we didn't necessarily we didn't need to. 
you know, that was a lot of money we would have had available. And doesn't we're, this, we're paying legit. Doesn't this just put an, like a whole nother stress on all these players and like a whole nother, like everyone's going to be looking at you now. Yeah. We know he's making at least 530, mm-hmm. at least 530. You t- yes. The average galaxy fan last year, if Alessandrini would have taken 530, would you give him 530? And I imagine they would say yes. But instead, we got Lejet for another year, or maybe three. Who yeah, knows? who knows? Who with knows? the with the team option for the fourth year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's you know, it had it's disappointing. It had its disappointments, but um, you know, I overall I thought that the young kids shown fairly well outside of Zubac tonight, really. So um, back to the game. I mean, did you guys have any hope at all that they were going to pull this off? It was I pull the three nothing. Yeah. No. No, absolutely not. And then we when talked first... about it. We talked about it on Tuesday. You were like, "They're going to do." It. I was like, "Where the hell are they getting three goals from?" <laughs> uh, that's what I, I said. They're going to. The ultimate disappointment would have been if they go up three nothing and then lose in like or get scored on in like the like ninety second minute or ninety third minute. Or something. But them going up three nothing is the impossibility. The the yeah. idea of them keeping a clean sheet, which they failed to do, you know, impressively this tournament. Their inability to keep a clean sheet aside. You, we needed to win three nothing, basically. Mm-hmm. However, you want to score it out. We, we 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 give up two. We need to win five two. You know, however it works out in your mind, we basically need to end with a three goal advantage. Where do you see three goals coming from? I, let's just isolate the problems. Where oh, do you no, see no. three goals coming? Look, from? if you're asking me if I was honestly, then go ahead. If you honestly Tumbar. thought I was gonna, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you honestly, if you asked me if I honestly thought that was gonna happen, no. Uh, it was like the 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 worst case scenario of like them actually doing it and then still getting scored on the end and then losing. Uh, that's, but yeah, I, I didn't, I honestly didn't think they were going to score three goals. I mean, how many times have they scored three goals without Zlatan on the field? Uh, I mean, Zlatan has barely not played over the last yeah. two years. So you would or, be, who, you'd be going back a ways. Who outside of Zlatan has scored? Like actually you know, again, that Minnesota game where it was that one, nothing. I mean, one, nothing. Yeah. I don't think that was multiple goal game. Well, we don't, you know, it, we we don't have we didn't have the ability to score three goals going in, and we didn't have the ability to keep a clean sheet going in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was the idea of progressing was kind of was a done issue well before this game started, or it should have been. How uh, do you guys paying attention? How do you guys think the defense did tonight overall uh, compared to the Ed, I mean, before, compared to the LSU game? It's like bad. Before we get into that, Ed, people are confused on Facebook because you logged into my account and it has my name under you, so. Just, just a heads up that I am not Ed Rodriguez. If you're watching, there's this two, live. there's two Bens now. Yeah, it's we're even both worse. <laughs> I, I am the, I'm the better Ben. The Uba Ben. The Uba Ben. I mean, you, you know, we talked before that you know you could be my son, but that's a whole different, you know, whole different thing. You could be. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen my yeah. dad since I was, I'm like five, so. Hey, look, Junior, you need to settle down. I would probably kill myself if you were my father. <laughs> that's fair. That's a, that's a legitimate response. I, I actually I feel that's fair as well. I I would definitely have like been a teen teenager runaway for sure. <laughs> You've been a preteen runaway. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is the reason why I ran out on your ass. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ben Ben went to go get cigarettes and never came back. <laughs> you were you were talking about the defense, sir? Yeah how how do you how do you think they did tonight compared to I mean you took out people and they definitely it was a addition from subtraction. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought Ben brought up a pretty good point. It's, it's definitely lesser, lesser opposition than LAFC. But I thought uh, Depew did well. I mean, Depew, Depew has given a great account of himself in the minutes he's gotten. 
Um, I mean, it's a, it's a Houston team that put three against LAFC. I mean, yeah, but there's 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 a legitimate argument for starting Nick DePew over Giancarlo Gonzalez. Absolutely. And and you and not even you know inside the prism of the Galaxy have a history of playing the playing the players who make the most money because you know one would assume they have to make that the balance book look pretty good. Nick DePew is a better defender. Every time he plays, he plays better than Giancarlo Gonzalez. I don't care where Gonzalez played. I don't care who he captained. I don't care if he was in the Champions League. None of that matters. Every time he's on the field, he's terrible. And at least most of the time Nick DePew is on the field, he's decent. I think I think you obviously have, have the, the best point in when saying that this is a GBS and DTK guy. Like he's one of the biggest he's one of the bigger signings. And so yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so for him to fail is obviously going to be a huge failure on their part. And so that's I think you made you made the point like that's why they're going to play him. It's 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 look, this isn't even this is a mentality that is deeply, deeply settled into the fabric of the club. This isn't it's not a DTK thing or a GBS thing. You sign the big money guy, the big money guy is going to play, period. That was the Siani situation. That was the Geo situation. That was the Gerard situation. That was the Jones situation. That was Stelvik. That was uh, Carlo Cudicini. That was, uh, oh, that was Juan Pablo Angel. Like, we, we can keep going back if you like. If, you, if the dude makes a lot of money, we're going to keep playing him. We have to. That's, that's, that's how we protect um the ability to keep spending money we got to make it work i'm i'm genuinely worried they're going to try to make this dude work to the tune of of many dropped points because it doesn't seem to matter whether it's full arenas empty arenas coronavirus non-coronavirus like he ain't got it he just ain't got it man and there's a there's an academy kid that's lapping you for way cheaper like i'm i'm good man i'm good and and yeah. the thing is, the, <laughs> the fear is, is you're always like, so we run with Nick DePew. So we run with Nick DePew. He's young. He's inexperienced. He's green. It's going to take him a while to get, to get going. He's going to make mistakes. Absolutely. But presumably, those mistakes are going to count towards something as he gets better. Presumably, he will, he will make mistakes. He will, he will give away penalties, and he, he'll take red cards, and he'll be caught out of position. But in doing that, he should be learning from these things. Giancarlo Gonzalez has learned everything he's going to learn coming into this job. This is the big money job late in his career. He's done everything he's going to do. Every mistake doesn't improve him. Every mistake just hurts. It just hurts and slows down someone else's development. If you're going to lose, lose building something. With, with Nick, playing Nick DePew over Giancarlo Gonzalez for me is building something. Nick DePew may give up a goal, maybe. Yeah. And Carlo that, Gonzalez is going to give up a goal. With that Definitely. point, like I, I think that's why we, we kind of came to the um, came to the thinking that hey, just play the kids for this last game. I mean, you're you're n- nearly like ninety nine percent knocked out of this tournament. Why not give minutes to these guys against you know actual MLS talent, an MLS team that that's you know has speed. Has has guys who are, are not afraid to get into a tackle, 
Like, why not play? Why not start in that Fernie Alvarez and see what he can do? Like, why not start a Dunbar and see what he can do again? Like, I, I just don't understand why you go back to playing a Kitchen and Corona in the middle. Why you go back to playing Legette, who has been awful this entire tournament. Like, why not? If you're gonna, if you're gonna give people minutes, give these guys minutes. Like, see what they can do. So this is the thing. Go, go ahead, Ben. Sorry. No, no. I say the re- the reason why it is because of the fact that these guys need all the playing time they can get. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're gonna have a season afterwards, like they say they're going to, these guys need the reps. Guys like Kitchen, guys like Corona, even Legette. If he's gonna get a, they need the reps to kind of find some sort of groove. I mean, you have to also have to remember these. They're not playing another game for a month. You know, I mean, we're out of if this tournament. Lucky. Yeah. If they're lucky, because now you're getting areas shutting down the ability to play sports in them. So uh, who knows? Um, yeah, with any luck, this is the last time we see this team this year. <laughs> that will be, that will probably be okay. I, to to both of your points, I think Ben's right. I think you 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 play it because legit. Look, legit's going to play. Start of the season, start of whenever whenever things get going and. We're playing at home and and it's empty arenas and whatnot. Sebastian Legette's going to play. Mm. Same reason you play in Sua. He needs to work through these things because he's going to play. As the fan, as the supporter, as the person with the, you know what you have. This is this is what I this is where I, I end up regularly telling people, and it gets construed sometimes as where your energy should be focused. And I don't ever really want to tell somebody what they should or shouldn't be doing, but. We have a vested interest in the long-term success of players. We have a vested interest in the long-term success of the organization, of the club. It means more to you that Cameron Dunbar comes through well, that he gets his minutes and he develops and he matures and what have you. You look at you just look at the Galaxy's coaching situation for the last four years. Anolfo lasted a year and some change. Uh, even a year and some change, maybe a few months into the job. Yeah, I think you got a few months into the job. Uh, Ziggy lasted roughly a year, uh, counting when he picked up when he picked up the job and, until um, he walked away or, or was separated, whatever it was. Um, we we burn through coaches like for for GBS's standpoint. I need to show we did something in this tournament. I need to show it's it's not we didn't come in and hit a complete goose egg even if you look at it like a preseason tournament, which is in all honesty, what I think the word is going to be coming out that it's there, that the way we're going to, we're going to evaluate this is just a preseason tournament, not a nothing, nothing. Don't take it too, too, too hard, which I don't, I don't really agree with because it has actual ramifications. At least that's what they tell us. But if it's a preseason, like what coach wants a preseason where you're hitting a complete and utter goose egg as a fan? Sure. You would rather see Didi Traore out in a, in a last game you'd rather mix it up play eric lopez let's see what eric lopez can do play araho at right back play kai Karinia. play dunbar play zubak play play efren alvarez um play harvey play play depew play some of these kids and see what they can do as a fan as a supporter absolutely as a coaching staff as administration you should in theory want to put your best foot forward whenever you have an opportunity to they're not really interested in 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 getting Dunbar into the side now it's about making sure he's available in two years. So it's not, it's not as big of a priority for them as it would be for the, for the, the fan who's kind of written the tournament off already. Right. Right. 
And is is we're not at practices. The coaching staff is there at practice. They know what these guys got. You know, realistically, you would think that they know what these kids got. And like Tuck said, I mean, you don't want to go a goose egg in a tournament preseason or not. You know, you you want to get something positive out of it coming back. You remember so, the meme? So. The meme when we got our group, everyone was made. Houston was supposed to be the team everyone was going to stomp on, and that turned out to be us. Like it's, and he's got to be look. You, you people got to remember. We yes, you consume a lot of soccer. Yes, you're on soccer Twitter. Yes, you're on Galaxy Twitter. Guillermo Berescaloto has a better soccer mind than you. Ziggy Schmidt had a better soccer mind than you. You don't have to agree with these guys. You don't have to like them. But most of them have a better soccer mind than you. If you have figured out that GBS is on the hot seat, he has figured out that he is on the hot seat. He is aware. So if it comes to pleasing you by starting Cameron Dunbar or pleasing you by starting Sasha Kleshin or Didi Triori or whomever else versus him figuring out what he has to do to cool off that seat a little bit, I can tell you which one I would pick. It's not that your opinion is not important. It's just that it doesn't matter. That's all it is. All right, before we get out of here, let's do two things. Let's rank the team. Like, Let's give them a letter grade, and let's give GBS a letter grade, and then we'll get out of here, and we'll, we'll do a full uh, rundown on the team on Tuesday's episode. So, Ben, I'll, I'll go with you. What would you give the team as a letter grade? Uh, results, are, results are king, man. I, they get an F. Completely, complete F. There, there are so few positives that you can take away from this tournament that it's pathetic. There's no other grade but an F. And then what are you giving uh, GBS as a Same. His, 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 lack of, his lack of ability to make changes, to make halftime changes, which is something we – I mean, we saw Ziggy do. Ziggy did pretty well at that, you know, making halftime changes. Bruce was king mm-hmm. of that. Ziggy, no? Ziggy can make a sweet 77th minute substitution, can he? <laughs> yeah. Baby. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that. that was one thing about Ziggy. Like, it was, a, it was always two halves. Like, you always had, yeah. had a, always had a first good half or the second good half. You'd come out and, and change things up. So, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So, uh, so, so again, GBS is a fail. He's failed. He's, he wouldn't be on the hot seat if he, if he had anything. If he had a C, I don't think he'd be on the hot seat. An F, for sure. He's on the hot seat. Well, I think if GBS would have would have had a C grade in the tournament, we probably would have advanced. Absolutely. Tucker, what would you give the the team as a letter grade? Team, I would give them a D. I, I the only reason yeah, I'm remiss to give him a fail is because Hernandez missed two of the three games, and Jonathan missed the entire tournament. If uh, and going into the tournament, we lost the big money winger that we had kind of planned and not necessarily built the team around, but certainly built where he was a very important part. Um, kind of juggling thing as best you can. It's, it's, it's difficult to give, to be too harsh. I, I hope, I hope I haven't been too harsh. It's difficult to be too harsh given the, the, the weird um, set of circumstances this thing has kind of fallen into. And then what, what about GBS? What would you give him? Uh, again, I, I want to give him a D because he lost some very important parts going in. With that said, um, I'm going to grade him as a as an F, specifically on what he did have. So not giving him the benefit of, hey, we lost Jonathan going in, and we lost Hernandez in after the first game. Air quotes. We lost Hernandez. We're going to talk about that. That you saw that video, right? Yeah, we'll talk about it, it Tuesday. Oh my lord! Yeah, um, yeah, we'll, t- we'll get on that on Tuesday. 
Jesus Christ, this guy. I'm, Ed, I'm trying, man. I'm, I'm trying so hard. I'm giving him so many more chances than I would. <laughs> and it's, it's, we'll talk about it on Tuesday. Look, that's, that's hard. That's hard to like not see him. like, it's, he, he definitely starts limping when he sees the camera. Right? I, yeah, 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 yeah. He definitely starts. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but, but judging GBS on what he had and his ability to use what he had specifically, you have to give him a fail. Um, inability to use substitutions properly, inability to get starting Ethan and then running him into the ground when you gave him no minutes to be match fit earlier in the tournament when you needed goal scorers doesn't make any sense. Um, the, the tactics, the 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 passion, the drive, he looks bored and confused. It, it, I get that you don't want to be there, dude, but you're at work. And you, you work a job where you know cameras are going to be on you. I at least liked in the third match, he looked animated on the field and looked like he was trying to do something. Hopefully someone gave him a phone call and was like, you hey, you keep getting brother? caught yawning and looking like you're bored and don't understand what's happening during your games. Is there any way you can knock that off? Do you want coffee? Do you want a monster energy drink? What can we do to make it look like you're paying attention to your job? Because you're getting killed about this. Like I, I at least like that he was he was up and animated, um, still confused, still doesn't have any solutions to his problem. And you have to give him a fail if only because for all the issues with this team and, and losing Hernandez and losing Jonathan, it's been three windows, man. It's your team. It's your fault that there's not depth to back up Hernandez. It's your fault that there wasn't winger depth outside of Pavon and Katai. And if, if either of those guys go down, you got nobody like that's on you. It's your fault that there's not another creator in the midfield except for Sasha, who you only play for one game. Like, those things are on you. Your insistence on starting Giancarlo Gonzalez is on you. Your insistence on starting Emiliano and Sua is on you. Like, running with Bingham continuously is on you. Like, these things these things are on you as the guy who is the guy with three windows. You either don't have control of roster decisions, and if that's the case, then this isn't on you. This is on, on DTK and this is on Klein. But if, if we believe what we've been told, they've got control of the roster decisions. If they've got control of the roster decisions, I don't understand how it's not an absolute massive failure from the administration if they were taking this seriously. If they were looking at it like it's a preseason and it doesn't matter, that's probably something I would like to have vocalized at some time. I'm going to, as a Galaxy fan, I'm going to assume it was something you were taking seriously and genuinely attempting to win. And if that's the case, then it's a fail. All right. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, I think we're going to end it there. That's our quick hot take after the game. Uh, we will be back on Tuesday with the full episode, uh, breaking down, you know, we'll give all the other teams, uh, all the players a letter grade. And yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, you can find Ben on Twitter at DTRadioBen or at OldManBen3. You can find Chris on the social medias at ZeroCool138. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TheZombie13. You can find the show, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search for Ed Squadcast. Make sure you're liking all of our stuff. Chris? Uh, send in your lightning round questions and topics for Tuesday's show. That one is still happening. We're, we are going to have our regular Instagram and Twitter posts looking for lightning round uh, questions and topics to discuss. But if even through the course of this episode, you disagreed with us about something or you had an opinion you want to chime in, do it while it's fresh, top of your mind, get it in. We'll be talking about it on Tuesday. Yeah, give us your, your letter grades for the team and uh, for GBS. 
And you know what? Give us if you're gonna if you're gonna email us in or something, give us your top players. Give us your top players for the tournament and your bottom players for the tournament. Like that. Top three? Top three and bottom three? Top three. Top three, bottom three. You can email that at show at riotsquadcast.com. Uh, if you guys want to give us a voicemail, if you want to put in your voicemails, 562-641-5277. That's 562-641-5277. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. Let us know. Give us your topics or your questions or any of your comments you have on, on today's game. And the tournament in, in, in whole, actually, if you want to give us that. On that note, uh, we will be back on Tuesday with a full episode. Uh, we just thought we'd, we'd do this uh, quick one because we knew we kind of all kind of figured out that we probably weren't going to we're gonna come out of this in a positive note. So, uh, okay, I'm good. Yeah. I live in Aloha, I'm, bro. Don't I'm matter. Smiling. Hey, I'm smiling, bro. I'm smiling. Don't matter. This is, the other beauty was like Tuesday's show. We kind of got to come to grips with the fact that we weren't going to progress. Yeah. So this isn't a shock at all. No. I don't think, I don't think anyone who like has been paying attention has realized this is it's not out of the ordinary. All right, man. We'll right. see you later. We'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. We love you. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Bye. Chris. Fuck you, Brian. Suck a dick, bitch. Woo!